Hey, and welcome to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show, where, as always, guys, we are going to focus on bluegrass and American Roots musicians. Now, by the end of the show, I'm hoping that you guys will have as much passion for this type of music as I do. And I'm really excited for today's show, guys, because I secured an interview for you from Appalachian Roadshow. An interview with them is going to be later in the show, but first I thought we would start off with a track from the Atkinson family. Here's I Wish It Would Rain. Well, I wish it would rain, wash my face Once I had a love from the Georgia Pines who only cared for me. Want to find that love at 22, here at 33. Got a heart on my right and one on my left, and neither suits my needs. For the one I love is away out west, and he never will need me. Well, I wish it would rain, wash my face clean. I want to find some dark clouds hot in here. Oh, love and a memory, sparkling like dark. seeing the Atkinson family play on the Danby Bluegrass Festival stage this year if coronavirus lights up that is. Now speaking of the Danby Bluegrass Festival stage I thought to conclude this segment of Devon's Bluegrass and American Root Show with a new track from Bear Tracks. Here is Hilda the Wildebeest. Thank you. 
young gal who lives down the road Not too far from me She's not too tall, not too thin Mean as she can be All the bad boys gather around her They're waiting for a feast Her mama named her Hilda But we call her the Wildebeest Hilda the Wildebeest Mean as she can be Hilda the Wildebeest She's not the one for me Saw a young buck, he was running wild and free And Hilda the wildebeest said, that's the one for me She planned a big old wedding, what a party she would throw An antelope just can't elope, so to the church they'd go Hilda the wildebeest, mean as she can be Hilda the wildebeest, she's not the one for me Running. He's running for his life He had no intentions of making her his wife Hilda, she had other plans She cornered him, you say She told him, I'm the one for you Now you're the one for me Hilda, the wildebeest Mean as she can be Hilda, the wildebeest She's not the one for me Hilda, the wildebeest Mean as she can be I'll be right back with more toe tapping bluegrass and the interview with Appalachian Roadshow after this quick break. Hey guys, welcome back. I think I've kept y'all waiting long enough. Let's jump right into the interview I had recently with Appalachian Roadshow. So first of all guys, let me thank you for agreeing to do this interview here on Devon's Bluegrass and American Root Show. Let's start with when did Appalachian Roadshow form and what are your earliest memories of performing as a band? Appalachian Roadshow was unofficially, I guess you'd say, formed in the summer of 2018 when we got together. Daryl and I have been doing demos. Uh, Jim and myself have been talking about this band for a better part of a year. And Daryl and myself had got together and done demos on the songs. We uh, put the lyrics together. Jim charted everything, and he kind of organized bringing all the guys in that we needed and pretty much started the band in the studio this was the, you know we had the idea for it and and uh everything was ready to go just uh officially spoke to everybody about being band members and putting this thing together and making a go of it in the summer of 2018 we actually officially played our first show which would be a showcase at the international bluegrass music associations convention in october of 2018 and released our project in late october of 2018 
and then we played our first show, I think it would be in February, uh, the first paying show in February 2019. So I guess that was our official start, February 2019. But it was a blast. I, my my earliest memories of playing on stage with this band would be the fact that we went in and done the showcase completely unrehearsed. Uh, never had had an, a rehearsal at all, except for when we played in the studio together. And we went in in October and done the showcase. And I think I got six uh, flat booking dates off of that showcase so it was a successful time and, and this band's been a, a joy to be around everybody uh, ever since then who are your musical influences man it's always tough to list you know musical influences there's you know obviously going to be a few names that stand out uh for any artist you ask this question to um and uh you know i'm no different in that regard but i would have to say that the further you go down the the trail uh, and into the wormhole, so to speak, literally everything you encounter becomes an influence on your music at some point. Um, and that's uh, kind of a, you know, maybe a cliche perhaps, but uh, it, it's a truth at, at the same time. Um, near the top of my brain right now, uh, just due to the fact that we lost him on Christmas Day, I have to list Tony Rice as a absolute uh, I said this in a Facebook post recently. He was on. He might have been uh, three out of four or five faces on a Mount Rushmore for me in, in terms of influence. Uh, Tony's music was uh, so important. It was uh, timeless, and it was uh, just so deep and thoughtful and um, beautifully done. And I, I mean, you know, his guitar playing itself—you uh, can't say enough about that. But uh, you know, his song selection and uh, his arrangement. And just the taste that he did everything he did with it was, uh, it was epic and iconic. And uh, we're all blessed to have been alive, you know, during the time to be able to hear it. And um, several of our Appalachian Roadshow brothers were blessed to get to know him. And uh, Todd uh, was on some of those early uh, Mount Rushmore recordings, even uh, Manzanita and the David Grisman band with Tony when they were in their early twenties. And then later on, Barry and myself uh, were fortunate enough to tour with Tony. Uh, we had a Mountain Heart, Tony Rice uh, collaborative show that we did, and Terry Balcom came in and sat in on banjo on a lot of those as well. And uh, we got to know him personally. And, uh, you know, the question wasn't about Tony. It was about musical influences. But that's been really uh, heavy on our hearts here the last few days. So um, as far as musical influence, no one uh, could be any more of an influence than Tony has been. Um, but to, I guess, to list a few others, you know, Barry and myself and, and Daryl, we all grew up uh, singing and playing bluegrass music and uh, gospel music in church. Um, and, you know, we've all got our individual uh, instrumental heroes. Um, but, you know, you'd have to ask every individual about that. But, you know, collectively as a band, we... Uh, we we have a lot of the same influences, and we influence each other too. So um, it's a broad question, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate it to uh, Tony Rice and his legacy and his legend. What recognition has your band received? Well, we're kind of early in the process, um, but you know that's an interesting question. I guess uh, we don't do it for those reasons, so we don't really focus on it. But. Uh, um, I, you know, I guess for this earlier in, in our career, you know, we're only a couple of years old. There, there really has been a lot of uh, fanfare and hoopla, <laughs> so to speak, uh, about Appalachian Roadshow. Um, we've gotten a lot of award nominations. Um, you know, there was uh, 
this year there were five IBMA nominations, including Album of the Year and Gospel Recording of the Year and uh, Song of the Year or something and Instrumental of the Year. I believe Todd was nominated for bass. Um, that was at IBMA. Uh, I feel like there's been some other stuff like that. Well, IBMA last year, the year before, was also very, very good for being straight out of the gate. Um, and then there's, you know, we've had uh, number one songs and uh, things have gone really well, actually. Uh, this this past campaign for our newest album, Tribulation, um, which uh, incidentally was released into much tribulation with the COVID uh, crisis in America, well, worldwide, actually. Um, that album actually uh, received a lot of uh, national level attention. Uh, NPR, All Things Considered, uh, interviewed uh, the band for uh, uh, for that project, and uh, you know the band was uh, featured on uh, the Today Show, uh, NBC's Today Show, and Barry Abernathy specifically. We we also ended up doing the Huckabee Show, which is national television as well. So it's it's gone really well, um, and we're we're you know. I'd say appropriately excited, um, though we're all anxious to to get back to work. You know, that's uh, it's recognition is nice. Um, it's not why we do it. Um, you know, music is part of us, and you know we need to uh, express that. And it's it's been an interesting time to be housebound. So, um, whatever recognition comes, uh, that's wonderful, I suppose. But uh, like I said, you know, we just we want to get out there and play. So. Um, hopefully everybody can uh, return to normal soon. <laughs> Outside of your musical careers, what do you guys do for entertainment? Let's see. What what I do for entertainment outside of my musical career, uh, mostly uh, raise children. We have two biological daughters, Chastity and Emma. Uh, my wife, uh, Beverly, and myself do. And back in May, we adopted two children uh they were six and four at the time they're seven and five now but back in may of, of 2020 we officially adopted tyler and zoe uh and so they're they're our entertainment i tell you right now it's uh it is wide open around here all the time of course you know they shut schools down uh most of 2020 but they're back in now zoe's in school she's seven she's in the first grade tyler is uh we, we've kept him home he hadn't started the school yet but uh, so that's most of my entertainment is raising the kids right now. What are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? I would say more than personal goals at this point. Um, you know, the the collective goals of our band are are much more important. And you know, any personal goals that any of us might have, those are ultimately going to be fulfilled um, in that manner as well. I think uh, it's not about me it's not about any one individual it's about uh, us doing something together as a team um and if i had you know some goals that i could speak to you know right off the cuff i would have to say that uh you know first of all obviously we want it to be as good as it can be we want it to be well executed um in real uh and real i mean authentic uh what we do is unique in, in that regard. Uh, we're trying to lay all pretense aside, and we're trying to um, channel into something that's maybe ancient uh, on levels, and you know. But authenticity—that's even something we've had printed up on our T-shirts. It's kind of our motto: um, authenticity never goes out of style, and we believe that. And I think that you know that's our calling card. So if, if we had some goals, it would be to present music from the Appalachian region in an authentic manner, 
Um, and authenticity doesn't mean recreate or regurgitate things that have already been done. It means, uh, you know, express that music authentically from a place that's, you know, personal to us. So there's your personal part of the question, I guess. But, um, you know, we, we're not trying to uh, rehash canned music necessarily. We're not trying to be a museum tour. We're trying to, I mean, we've got new songs on these records. Our goal was more to present music that is indicative of the region that we are from, but present it from a place of authenticity um, in regards to who we are as musicians collectively. Um, so that might be hard to follow for some folks. It's not a museum tour, but hopefully more like a next chapter of a story that's been being written for you know many, many years uh, in regards to Appalachian. We just want to offer uh, our fresh take on, you know, perhaps older themes, I guess you might say. So those are those are our goals, authenticity and uh, music that's personal and alive and living and breathing. In this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you kept your music alive? During the pandemic, I'd say that uh, we've kept our music alive mostly by one thing. Uh, I guess the main thing we've done is we, uh, we have a great publicist, Olivia DelVal. She is a, a great publicist. She works with Shorefire Media. And she's kept us busy doing uh, podcasts and TV shows and radio. We released our project in March, uh, on March 27th of uh, 2020, which was pretty much the week that the pandemic and everything was shut down, pretty much the week everything hit. So uh, there was no option. We had the, the project ready for lease, release at that time, and the project was not, entitled already entitled Tribulation. Uh, so it, it spoke of the Appalachian Mountain people and their tribulations that they went through, and in a different way, it, it really related to uh, what we're going through now uh, a whole lot, and we've had a lot of great response about it. But that's uh, that's how, mostly how we've kept our music alive. The record label's been great. All the people at the label and Olivia has kept us busy with uh, promotional stuff. So we've had we've had uh, plenty to do, just uh, waiting on 2021, and hoping this pandemic gets under control so we can we can uh, get out and play and take the music to the people. Do you guys have a website in which my fans can find out more about you? We do have a website. We also have all the social media stuff for people's uh, uh, interest, if you will. Um, you can find us online, www.theappalachianroadshow.com, and we've got uh, all kinds of cool little uh, information there and a link to our mercantile page where you can uh, buy all the branded stuff you little heart could desire. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search up the Appalachian Roadshow or Appalachian Roadshow. Either will bring you to us. Um, and all our individual guys can be found all over uh, that as well. Um, and also we're on Twitter and we're on as a at Appalachian Show, I believe it is. You can also find us on Instagram. But, uh, you know, if you do go look us up, uh, drop us a note. Let us know that you're uh, you're listening and, uh, you know, find out where we're going to be. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Where did the inspiration for your debut record come from? The inspiration for Barry Abernathy and Darrell Webb present Appalachian Roadshow. Uh, the story, these stories are almost too long to tell, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Uh, several years ago, uh, Jim Van Cleve and myself had had some discussions about uh, a roadshow, uh, a cultural experience for uh, the audience and for the listeners, you know, radio, TV, whatever we were doing, uh, theaters, festivals. We wanted it to be more than, than 
just a, a band and people getting up and jamming. We wanted to have like a cultural experience. Uh, the Appalachian part, uh, I'd say, of the road show came from the fact that, you know, Daryl, Jim, and myself were all raised in the Appalachian Mountains, and that that's just the inspiration behind all of our music and our learning it, it comes from the Appalachian Mountain people, and, and their, you know, what, what formed that, what formed how their style of music and how things came along, and we wanted to kind of tell a history of the music. Uh, we wanted some spoken word things in the project, uh, it's hard to tell everything and, and get it in in a podcast. I, you could do a whole podcast uh, itself just on this question alone, and I could talk and wire everybody out. But that basically, we wanted to create a cultural experience for the listening audience and take them on a journey, a musical journey, uh, a little bit of storytelling involved in it, and some history behind the songs, where they came from, uh, where the styles came from, how things came together down through the years. So that was the biggest part of, of creating that particular project. How would you introduce one of your favorite tunes off your debut record? If I had to introduce one of our favorite tunes off the first album, it would be, the song would be Dance, Dance, Dance. And I would uh, I would have to say it is it is a toe-tapping crowd pleaser, and we love to play it. We often kick our shows with it. Um, it's just a fun song. And uh, the video for this song was, is, I mean, it was... Uh, an accurate representation of what we feel and how much fun it is. Our whole families were there, and it looked like a dance party, um, and it was actually. So that's uh, it was an accurate representation. But dance, dance, dance. It was a Steve Miller band song, and uh, you know we repurposed it and repackaged it, and now it's an Appalachian Roadshow song, and uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Grandpa, he's 95, he keeps dancing, he's still alive. My grandma, she's 92, she loves to dance and sing some too. I don't know, but I've been told if you keep on dancing, you'll never grow old. Come on, darling, put a pretty dress on, we're gonna go out tonight. And dance, dance, dance all night long. Son of a gun, worked all week in the noonday sun Woods in the kitchen and cows in the barn I'm all cleaned up, the chores are all done Take my hand and come along, let's go out and have some fun Come on darling, put a pretty dress on, we're gonna go out tonight And dance, dance, dance all night long Dance, dance, dance all night long. Late in the evening, about sundown, high on the hill and above the town, up the 
fiddle or have it rain You could hear it talk, you could hear it sing Where did the inspiration for your latest project, Tribulations, come from? I'd say the inspiration behind the album, Tribulation, uh, these, both, of the, both of our projects have been very thought out and, and a lot of effort and time put into to, uh, pulling in the material. But the inspiration for that this particular project was uh, wanting to, to tell the story of the tribulations and the trials and the hard heartaches and the hard times that the Appalachian Mountain people had when they were settling this part of our great country. Uh, you know, it, it runs all the way from the Appalachian Mountain chain runs all the way from the North Georgia Mountains all the way up into Maine. And you know, there's a lot of people came through, uh, came in over from from the British Isles and from West Africa, wherever they came from, and as they settled. In, in uh, the Appalachian Mountains, you know, they ha- it was kind of a natural barrier, hard to get through these mountains, you know, and just go settle out west. So a lot of people settled in the mountains, and, you know, the musical style they brought with them uh, landed there as well. And as these people, you know, they they brought their songs in over from the old world, which we talk about on Tribulation, but also a lot of the trials and tribulations that they went through settling and trying to raise families and, and going through, you know, the the rigors of of creating a of basically founding a new country uh, you know in a new a new part of the world everything was new they didn't have stores to start with they could go to and places they could go a lot of trials and tribulations they went through we wanted to to tell the story of that in in song and we collected songs from different writers some old some new uh, we wrote a couple jim van cleve wrote uh, our instrumental that sounds like it's an old song and he also wrote the first single going to bring her back so that was that. The inspiration was to tell that story, and and you know that's kind of our theme to the band and our brand. We're we're wanting to tell the story of these great people that settled this country here that we grew up around, and and our folks grew up around, and where the music came from. How would you introduce one of your favorite tunes off the current record, Tribulation? Our latest single, "Wish the Wars Were All Over" from the Tribulation album is uh, one of my favorite cuts I've ever been a part of. Uh, it's an epic, sweeping kind of tale um, from another time. And uh, our video, which you can find on our website or on uh, our social media pages or at billyblue.com's YouTube um, or even Appalachian Roadshow's YouTube page, uh, it's also actually been recently released on Diddy TV, which I think you can find on the Circle Network. Um, anyways, all that aside, it is uh, it is a powerful, poignant song. It was written uh, written by the guy who was the uh, music director and uh, music uh, I guess liaison more to more or less for the uh, Cold Mountain movie. It's a man named Tim Erickson, and uh, just a really just a wonderful, wonderful artist and writer. And uh, we were blessed to be able to do this song, and we think we really captured all of the mood, the angst, the uh, the passion, the the fear, uh, the urgency that would be um, wrapped up in the situation that the song is talking about. And uh, it's a a girl who's whose love has gone off to war to fight for a king and uh, she wishes that the wars were all over. And that's a smaller encapsulation of a lot of things, but uh, 
there's a lot going on in this song emotionally. So hopefully you'll listen to this song uh, on the show and then you'll go and you'll see the video, which we think is equally as important. It, uh, it's a really compelling thing. So um, anyways, hope you enjoy it. Wish the wars were all over. Down by deep water where the sweet linden stands I saw pretty Polly ring in her hand The song that she sang made the whole grove to ring My Billy has left me to fight for a king And I wish the wars were all over She said, I'll follow my Billy, whether living or dead. The notes that she sung were the nightingale's notes. How the lark and the linnet, they warble their clothes. And I wish the wars were all over. Does lie. And 
I know many of my listeners live in the Northeast. If that's the case for you, you are well familiar with this last bluegrass guitarist I've chosen to end my show out this week. Here's the legendary Smokey Green with $5 Fine. guys, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Devon's Bluegrass and American Root Show. A special thanks goes out to Appalachian Roadshow for being my showcase band this week. Stay tuned for the next episode of Devon's Bluegrass and American Root Show coming out next week where Evan Murphy from Mile 12 is back talking about his duo project, Kings of Ghost Town. <laughs>